0: This episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast is sponsored today by the book, The American Duke, Crossed Lines, Twisted Fate. Synopsis Passing as white in America and unbeknownst to her, a mixed-blood American falls in love with a British aristocrat. It is love at first sight. What follows are illegal marriages, children, a adulting and murder and add to that England's top operatives an eavesdropping right-hand man, gun-toting ladies, espionage, smuggling, additional murders, a friendly ghost, more secrets. A ton that is very upset about the possibility of the purity of the aristocracy being compromised and like all good romance novels there is love and steamy love scenes. Welcome to the world of the Roxberries as they take on the British elite during the Regency period. The ton as it has never been betrayed before and historical facts interwoven with fiction. The author August J. Sterling is allowed to live with her cat Sir Prince Charming in Minnesota. Like all good cats, he runs the house. While she is busy working away, he takes his daily naps in between thoughts of food. August Jade holds a graduate degree from the Maxwell School of Syracuse University. Where not writing or singing jazz, she creates programs for television. To find out more about the Roxberries, visit AugustJadeSterling.com. That's AugustJadeSterling.com.
1: Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Terrence Hutchinson. Uh, happy Saturday morning. Yes, yes, yes. We are here in the Old Robinson Public Relations Media studio live right now. You know, Saturday morning, you know, I woke up not too long ago and uh, I feel great. I feel amazing. You know, it's... It's surprising what a good night's rest, recovery and repair will do for your body and to your, and for your mind. You wake up feeling vibrant and energetic. You know, you do, you don't have the, the brain fog, you know, you're thinking clearly and you start showing signs of gratitude, you know, in spite of everything that's going on in the world right now. You know, you look around, you take taking deep breaths independently. You know, things that you know a lot of people are not able to do right now, you know, because of COVID 19, which is the elephant in the room right now. So, you know, we're showing a lot of gratitude for Let's Take a deep breath from the diaphragm muscles, man, <sighs> feels really good. Um, you know, you're healthy, you got a roof over your head, food on the table, you know, clothes on your back, you know, you're you're, you're very creative, you have passive income, you know, most people lost their jobs over 60 million people last time I checked two weeks ago you know so um, a lot of people are struggling right now so you know just to have extreme gratitude on um, health because health is the new wealth health well health has always been wealth you know um, but just right now these times you know just to have an abundance of wealth when it comes down to your health is everything right now you know uh, you can always get money you can always replace money but you can't really replace that health as much you know and um, I listened to uh, the Steve Jobs last words you know the other day somebody sent me a message but I heard it before but, you know you just you know, you're saying you know, the, the, you know, just appreciate the things you have. You know, somebody may have a a car that may cost a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and another one might have a car that costs thirty thousand dollars. But the distance, it's still going to get to the same definition. You know what I'm saying? So you have to really appreciate things that we have right now, and really understand it that you know, you know, um, life can be what you make it. You know, and um, you have to be in tune with your health. You have to be in tune with your emotions. And you really want to make sure that you're here for your family members, you know, so you don't become a liability to them. You become, you remain an asset to your family, okay? So people are depending on you. So don't neglect your health. Don't neglect your life. Just keep pushing it through, okay? Stay strong. Keep mashing. You know, uh, treat your mind and your body like a Ferrari and not a dump truck. This is the perfect time to do it, okay? Because, you know, a lot of people are leaving uh, this world as we speak because of this incident, a uh, pandemic. And people leave every day. People are born every day, okay? But right now, you know, uh, a lot of people are just checking out of here. So we want to make sure that you guys stay encouraged and motivated and inspired you know, to take better care of yourself, you know, and uh, make sure that you understand your stress management uh, strategies and make sure that you control your stress levels. Because once you get super stressed, it's going to weaken your immune system anyway. Okay, if you're eating horribly, it's going to weaken your immune system anyway. So the things that we're trying to prevent, you know, as far as... Uh, a weakened immune system, we have to eat better, we have to work out, we have to control our stress levels, okay, so make sure that things are not coming to infiltrate our, you know, immune system, you know, be able to fortify it and protect us from this pandemic, okay? So anyway, I am Terrence Hudson, welcome to another episode of the Your Best Lifestyles Podcast, and you know, we're international, 53 countries, 1.3 million listeners, you know, Brazil, Ireland india uh canada um jamaica south africa you know oh my god nigeria you know you know japan yeah they just logged on so we appreciate everybody we appreciate for all our sponsors our advertisers all our wonderful guests who've been pouring into the podcast sharing some great information some great nuggets life-changing and uh nuggets that can really transform or have been transforming a lot of people's lives and really encourage them to self improve and do um, an assess, 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 assessment of, them, of their lives so they can become better versions of themselves. Okay, so, you know, we really appreciate you guys and we cannot do it without you. Um, the feedback is incredible. Um, the numbers look good. Thank you. Okay. And uh, this is something, this is therapy for us, especially for me. I'm able to talk and I'm able to share content from individuals from all over the world. Okay. And um, I, right now I got this amazing, amazing, amazing women, woman on the line right now. Her name is Mrs. August J. Sterling, the author of this phenomenal book called The American Duke, Cross Lines, Twisted Fate. Oh my god. I was reading the synopsis of it. Just like, wow, this this I'm just, I'm just gonna let her get into it. Let me let me tell you a little bit about the author. August J. Sterling. August J. Sterling is allowed to live with her cat, Sir Prince Charming, in Minnesota. Like all good cats. He runs the house. While she's busy working away, He takes his daily naps in between thoughts of food. August Jade holds a graduate degree from the Maxwell School of Syracuse University when she's not writing or singing jazz. She creates uh, programs for television. Okay, so uh, Miss Jade, are you there? Miss Sterling, are you there?
2: I am there and forget the miss uh, it's August Jade or August, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I I, I so yeah
1: you know, I it, you know, I was I was I was raised with manners, so you know, um, I always put handles on people's names when they come onto the podcast. It's just a sign of respect until somebody shuts me down like you just did.
2: <laughs> it's August Jade and I understand and appreciate the manners. First of all, thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you for an incredible introduction, and thank you for those who are tuning in. And he says it's an incredible story. I set out to write a romance story, and the romance story turned out more than what I thought it would be, or much greater than I thought it would be. And it was a romance story involving a bi-racial woman in the uh, 1800s in America. and. As most of you know, in America, interrace marriages were not allowed at that time. So we have all kinds of questions that arise. How can you make the marriage legal? Was she passing as white? And she was. And uh, all kinds of other little things pop up. But the important thing to note is that she falls in love with this man who's an aristocrat. And she doesn't know it, and they marry. And she tells him beforehand, I am part Negro, part black, whatever the term was for someone of color at that time. And if you marry me, these are the consequences. We could be lynched, we could die. We could have our business taken away from us. And she was just working alongside of him. They had three children and then boom, everything explodes. He is murdered. And they find out that he is heir to a dukedom. Which means the son, who is their legitimate or illegitimate in America son, is now entitled to inherit the dukedom. Wow. And how do we make this legal, or how is it legal for this to happen? Because you can't inherit a dukedom unless you come from a legal marriage. They did not accept children outside of wedlock. That's the way it was then so um we relied on the principles of international law and we had them married three times or i did had them married three times once in canada for his roots british once in the u.s states for her roots and once in international waters and international waters approximately 250 240 miles off the coast of a country or off the coast of america and that law states that no one owns the seas or that law stated then and it's still in effect to some extent today no one owns the sea so if someone is married under a on a ship that flies a flag that recognizes the marriage then the marriage is legal so he took them off to the uh, middle of the ocean not the middle but off into international waters they married by captain on an English ship flying the flag and he gave them the certificate, which certified they were married by English law. So when he's married and they eventually get to England, um, the marriage is recognized, or had been recognized as legal before the guy died because they had been communicating with his brother or the two brothers had been communicating, the one who was killed and the one who was the current Duke. They had been communicating and um, they made sure everything was in order. So obviously we have this biracial son who is now a part of the aristocracy and people are a little upset because theoretically we think the aristocracy was meant for those who were um, of European blood or white. And that's what we have historically thought. We forget about all the African queens and kings and things of that nature, but when a child, or a young adult, or a woman, or a man, or anyone who reads romance, it usually focuses on the fact the person has blonde hair, blue eyes, or has this wonderful um, glowing white skin, and you're saying, no, there's something wrong. So that was the basis of the book, there was something wrong. I read hundreds and hundreds of romance books because I believe everyone should have a great ending and uh, i read them and i read them i said oh no 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 wrong 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 there has to be a link which says we are equal anyone can be a princess anyone can be a lady anyone can be whatever he or she wants to be so this is was the direction of the book and that's what i did i had the opportunity to write it um i had a near-death experience and while I am recuperating I wrote the book and um, that was my motivation to get me through everything that was going on in my life because I couldn't focus on what had happened to me I had to focus on the future and moving forward and I thank my God the God of my heart for giving me this story and allowing me to write and hopefully someone will say oh gee yeah I can be whatever I want to be and I was just trying to break through another barrier a stereotypical barrier for people to realize the world is full of culture full of differences and believe it or not we can get along if we just get some of the crap out of the way
1: yeah, it's always fun. yeah yeah well you know this is this is our podcast you know and you can say you can
2: say crap. <laughs> <laughs> <Excuse me. laughs> so that's where this whole start well, I shouldn't say it started there. Years ago, um, I used to eavesdrop because no one would ever tell me anything in the family. So I'd get up at uh, ten or eleven o'clock at night. And I once heard my parents discussing my aunt Susie and this was in the early 50s or whatever, and I was about four, and I remember these things, and they were talking about how she went to Chicago, and she passed for white and never came back. Then I would look at my grandmother, who my great-great-great-grandmother was from Ireland, I said, someone isn't telling me a whole lot of stuff, so I think I'd better go find out. And I did my research, I did my DNA, and I found out that I'm basically British, with some Irish, um, some Eastern European Jewish blood, (laughs) some Pakistanian blood, and also blood from um, the Cameroon. And so I'm saying, okay, I'm this mix. I'm not black, I'm not white, I'm not purple, I'm not striped, I'm not polka dot. I am a wonderful person. I am just the way I am, there are stories to be told and we have to get them out there. So people don't put themselves in little boxes and say, I'm this or that. They say, I can be anything I want to be as long as legal, moral, and correct. Right. And, and that's and what doing, life is about.
1: And while doing that, you liberate yourself from being ever put in a box.
2: You, you're correct, Harris. You are so correct. That is our problem, we keep putting people in these boxes and keep saying, you're this or you're that. I read an article and it said that um, in every American, this may not be right, but it's probably close to being right, every black American that was born in this country, um, they probably have 16.9% European blood or more. And that was due to the brutality of slavery. Slavery was brutal. But also what we forget is that most people are biracial. It's not a new term. It is a term that comes out and says, well, well, that's a, piracial, that, that's a biracial person. It is what most Americans are, the black color, brown color, or whatever the skin tone is, that's what they are, they are biracial. When we start realizing that we're mixed, then maybe we could take another perspective on this whole thing about race. We are all one, that's number one. Number two, does it really matter whether you're purple, striped, plaid? Does it matter as long as you have a good heart? I agree. And that's,
1: um, what is it? I, when I grew up, I grew up in a small, t- uh, medium-sized town, um, Charleston, South Carolina, and the only thing I knew was, you know, um, African-American over here, Caucasians over there it wasn't it wasn't really no in-between thing then when I moved to upstate New York I realized it was a whole uh, melting pot I met people from every culture every ethnic group I tried different foods um cuisines I listened to different religions and that opened my world up as an 18 year old young man I was like wow this is a whole new world um do you think that people need to to uh explore more of different environments and cultures to really get out of that box. You know, some people in certain cultures and neighborhoods, they're so you know, boxed in that if you introduce them to anything else, they probably won't believe it. How important is it for, especially today with young adults, to really, really educate themselves and explore different cultures to really free them or liberate themselves from being put in the box? How important do you think that it's
2: It's so important in order to get along in this world. I do not like hearing things like, well, do you know that one over there is black or that one over there is from Pakistan or that one's from India, who cares? The point is this, unless you explore the world, I know we can't travel now, but unless you explore the world and open that mind, which is a gift, your life is the gift you're giving to the world how you use it is up to you so open that mind and see what's there by boxing people we usually box them in terms of uh, we put constraints on them as in education as in what they can do what they can't do i personally i personally believe everyone is a genius now your genius might not be my genius someone else's genius might not be theirs but you have a genius. And we forget to develop that because we're so concerned, well, I should be a doctor, I should be a lawyer, I should be an engineer, architect, I should be a performer, Uh, pardon me, can someone cook me a great meal? (laughs) Can someone, I mean, what is this? You are valued by what you think of yourself. And ways to help yourself think better of yourself. I'm sorry. What were you saying?
1: I said, no, I agree with you.
2: So if you open your mind or get out and see different things, suddenly that world is there. I took um, a friend, an older man, to a symphony. That was his first symphony. And he's like 60-some years old. And I'm saying, how did he miss a symphony? But again, see how stupid I was? I almost judged him. He missed it because he didn't have the opportunity to get there. You took him, so that's a great thing. But the point is just those little steps. And it may be uncomfortable, it may be a little weird, this isn't the way we do it. That's correct. That's the way someone else do it does it. And because it's someone else, that doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It means that's their approach to life. Your or I believe our point of view is this. Keep yourself open to experience the better things in life. I don't mean the drugs, because you can always do that. And you're right, you can always get money. Keep yourself open for the better things in life. Associate with people who are going to help you. And that's hard sometimes, because many people live in neighborhoods, like you said, that are confined. They have certain things going on in the neighborhoods, the dynamics of the neighborhood might not allow it. The friends might not allow it. And if you step out of the box, especially if you're a teenager and you aren't doing what your friends are doing, you know, you're trying to ostracize and you aren't popular, but that's okay. This too will pass. Be all you can be and pick up a little bit because the little bits add up to bigger bits. And bigger bits oh, yeah. add up to still bigger bits. And suddenly you're a person of the world. And I remember my father telling us when we were growing up, that he wanted us to be citizens of the world. Not citizens of this town or, citizen, or place, citizens of the world. He said he always told us several things. Always smile. There's always room for improvement. And be nice. There's no need to be cruel. There's no need to be selfish. And no, you have to take care of yourself. And you know, you want to be able to Be with your family and do things of that nature. But you have to keep your mind open. And if you don't keep it open, you're going to live in a closed box. You're going to be that person who, at the age of 60, hadn't left the county that you lived in all your life, or you haven't left the state. Go explore. And if you're cautious, go with friends, go on a tour, just go and see what the world has to offer. Gee, you know, we're yeah. looking at the next Mozart, we're looking at the next um, Jay-Z, we're looking at all kinds of things, but be open for it, because it's there, and you have to grab it.
1: I did say it was easy. easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not going to be easy, but you have to have, and I agree with you as far as like keeping your mind open. What would you say to people who have a set mindset and not a growth mindset? To really to experience the world, becoming a citizen of the world, or getting out of their comfort zone. So many people, you know, are paralyzed. They are afraid to get off that stoop. They are afraid to leave their country, their, their, their neighborhood. What would you say to them? Because some people, you know, like you just said, you could be 60 plus years old and haven't experienced nothing because you have a set mindset. And all of a sudden, on your death thread and then you're talking about I should have did this I should have did that I should have traveled I should have wrote write that book I should have you know what I'm saying what would you say to people to get out of that set mindset
2: now that is probably our number one problem a set mindset because most people who are there are afraid to they will tell you or give you every excuse in the world and say come on let's go let's do this um, but it's when they're older, and I mean over 35, 40, it's difficult. So you take it step by step. For example, I um, had lunch with a friend. The friend had never been to an Indian, East Indian restaurant. Experience. We go. We do that. One little step to get him out of his closed mindset. Now, his closed my, mindset is this. I am right... You are always wrong. <laughs> Pardon me? <laughs> okay, I got it. And it makes for some very terse conversations because okay. the person doesn't realize that they're just slamming everything. They're stuck probably in the um, 70s. Can't move. And But it's the overtone that I am right. And then the person would impose religion on top of that. And, you know, if, my, if this is religious, this is good, it's right, so therefore I'm right. And it's hard, but we started by just going to a different type of restaurant and a different um, venue for entertainment. Um, even when I sang jazz, I took him when I sang jazz once, so he could just get a feel of different things, because even jazz was a different venue or an opening for him. So I think it's not so much as talking. It's maybe a little doing and then maybe talking. Because people have to be, like you said, less afraid to step out of their comfort zone. And this is stepping out of your comfort zone. And if you have been raised a certain way, which most of us were, and you psychologically, you can't go against how your parents taught you. So how do you change that cognitive cognitive behavior piece and move forward in life? Because yeah. it's so fascinating, so wonderful. But if people just started, as you said, just keep your mind, and I said, a little open, and let some other things filter through. But go for the good things, not the bad things. Because you can always right. hang out in the street corner and get arrested.
1: Yeah, that's
2: no fun. Nope, no, nope. We can do that five times a day. But the, that is not what you want. What you want is for that genius in you to come out. I want to see that next Picasso. I want to see you dancing on a stage in Europe. I have friends who sing opera throughout Europe. I have friends who are doctors. I have friends who are lawyers. I have sisters who are doctors and lawyers. Oh, what am I saying? you are my friends. But the thing is... They had an opportunity to explore. Was it easy? No. Is it easy? No. But you just keep exploring and just keep saying, okay, I can do this. I can do this the right way. And maybe along the way, I can help someone. And maybe not. But but I'm open to that, too.
1: Well, I I think that you're in a great position to help people, you know, because... I'm listening to you and obviously you have a um, a, a, a brilliant mind, a brilliant way to looking at things. You have a a growth mindset. And earlier you said that you had um, a health issue in your life. But during that downtime you of recovery and repairing yourself, you wrote the book. Okay. So that tells me right there that you didn't let the health scare you know, paralyze you mentally or emotionally or even physically. You're still able to put out a great book. Now I'm reading the the book synopsis, and I was like, wow. You know, I'm very interested in the book because okay, can I just? I'm just going to read the book synopsis. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. Good. Okay. So synopsis of the book: The American Duke, Cross Lines, Twisted Fate by August J. Sterling. Okay. Passing as white in America and unbeknownst to her. Okay. A mixed-blood American falls in love with a British aristocrat. It's loved at first sight. What follows are illegal marriages, children, children, a duke, duke dukedom, and murder. Add to that, England's top operatives an eavesdropping right hand man, gun toting ladies, espionage, smuggling, and additional murders. A friendly ghost and more secrets. Okay, let me stop right there. Now, with all that being
2: said (laughs) this is this is,
1: (laughs) This right here but it's going to really get people engaged into the book just alone. Like, okay, what is going on? Now, how did you, you know, uh, well, I, I know you 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 researched and you, and you read a lot of books. It had a lot of love scenes and, you know, people were upset about it and all that stuff like that. But, you know, doing your downtime of recovery from a health issue, when you start to type or start to write, when the thoughts start to come formally into your head, did you even think about recovery at that time or did you just set up in your mind like, I'm going to get this book done because it's too juicy, it's too hot. What was the thought process?
2: (laughs) (laughs) My thought process was I better do the book because I can't think about what happened to me. My accident was a cause of someone's negligence. Total negligence. And in it less than two seconds, my entire life changed. It was like you saw your life flash before you. And that's what accidents are. And what it happens is that when you come up against the concrete wall, how do you handle the concrete wall? You either blast through it or you let it defeat you. So I decided I just blast through. And um, I didn't think about recovery. I thought about I have have something to do. It keeps my mind busy. It keeps me engaged. And you should have heard my friends. They were laughing. They were saying, oh, no, she'll never do this. She'll never get it right. (laughs) I don't know if I have it right, but I did it. (laughs) And it was amazing. And I finished it. And as we talked, I would sit and talk to the person who um, helped me through the PTSD part of this problem, post-traumatic stress. And uh, she said the same thing. She said, most people don't write books when they're recovering. I said, well, that's the only way I could recover. And the doctor said, or one of my doctors said, most people don't laugh. I said, this is what God dealt me. This is the hand I have. I have choices. Either make the hand a royal flush or go down the tubes. And I think that is the choice most of us have in life. Either make it a royal flush, or you go down the tube. Do I expect to be famous? Probably not. That's okay. I have my life. I have a book that I've written. I love. I'm in the middle of the sequel, and I love that. And you just keep going, because if you lean into something that's right, or you have an anchor that's correct, or if you're spiritual... You're going to get there. But it's your story, your journey. And when something happens, like the concrete wall comes up, decide how to blast through. Forget about the downside. Forget about the downers. As you were saying in your introduction, it's about life. It's that mind-body-soul connection. And people need to understand that. Because you never let anyone or any event beats you if you do you'll go right down the tube and yes again let me repeat it's not easy <laughs> do you think I wanted to get out of bed when the pain was so bad I couldn't see I couldn't see it was so bad there was a time when literally speaking it was a blinding pain but okay it's over it's done and you do the things that you do and you want to do I wanted to learn how to sing jazz, so uh, before this happened, I just went to class, and I learned, and I learned, and I learned. Will I ever be Ella Fitzgerald or Sarah Vaughn? No, but I would like to. (laughs) 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 But it's not going to happen, but I'm perfectly fine as August J. Sterling. (laughs) And there's no competition with anyone. It's about you.
1: Right. it's always about you and you you, you gotta keep looking forward and stay focused on you you can't look from side to side at what everybody else is doing because at the end of the day um, if you're on your deathbed you know you're gonna have to look up I, I, I listened to this thing uh, I forgot uh, it's a motivational speech but Les Brown and he was like people on their deathbed and their gifts uh, be standing over them saying you know we're going to have to die with you because you didn't write us, you didn't expose us, you didn't put us out there. So all your gifts and talents and everything that you thought you should have put out is going to die with you right there. And um, you have, you know, you did, you're did doing jazz, you wrote this amazing book, and you're in the middle of the sequel. Now, if something should happen to you today, Jay, your book will live past you, okay? It's going to be... Um, uh, uh, iconic to your family members, it's going to last forever out there right now. You know, so they'd be like, "Who is J uh, August J. sterling And she's, "Oh, she a jazz singer. she's a graduate from of uh, the Master's School of Syracuse University. She wrote this amazing book, The American Duke." Da-da-da-da-da. You know, so you know you have to take chances, like you just said. If your back is against a concrete wall, you're going to have to. You know, break down that wall. You're gonna to have to transform your mind and your body and your thought process into a bulldozer, or uh, just blast through that wall. And so many people just get paralyzed, and they're not able to get through that wall, and they hit a plateau. And all of a sudden, ten years done passing by, and they are stuck. You know what I'm saying? So I want to, you know, I want to say thank you for, you know, um, the inspiration. Because sometimes, even with the COVID-19 that's going on right now, a lot of people are paralyzed emotionally and psychologically right now they cannot move so they may they may find it's time to they write a book but they still just got a mental block now you the pages in your book is like 272 pages long how long did it take you to complete the book august
2: when i started focusing it was very quickly and when i mean quickly maybe a year year and a half I did research and I did research and I wanted it to be correct because I knew there would be some opposition and there was immediately um, regarding the fact that the Irish women were slaves most people were taught in school that the Irish women were indentured servants there were indentured servants an indentured servant was someone the father sold uh, someone in America and that person would come over to America and work until the debt was paid to the family many times they didn't get back to Ireland but there were Irish slaves and at some point in time the slave traders discovered that the Irish women were less expensive than the African women so they jumped on the opportunity to buy Irish uh, women into slavery And slavery, don't let anyone fool you, was horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. People have this glorified idea about slavery. No, people were beaten. They were um, misused. They were abused. They were worked long hours. They didn't care. Slave owners had the right to do whatever they wanted to do with these slaves. And they brought these women from Ireland, and they bought them, to... um, reproduced with the African slaves. That was, their, that was one of the main purposes because each piece of human body or each human body became a piece of property and that increased the slave owner's wholeness. So we have all of this stuff coming in. So I met opposition for that. Uh, schools didn't teach it. They aren't teaching it because of the bias as to slavery and how they were treating people of color in this country. So again, it was just, they would have to upset the apple cart. So I'm stirring up your imagination, and let me go back to something you said a few minutes ago, that now people are anxious, there's so much going on, first stay home, be safe. But the next thing is find something that you wanted to do, you've always wanted to do, and do it. Now is the time. can't focus, you can't do anything, I'm going to make a suggestion. Try a mindfulness tape on YouTube. They're free. to Get your mind into the right space. Get rid of the anxiety or depression. And just do. It may not be writing a book. It may be cooking a meal, which I love. Or it may be painting a picture. Just do it. Don't ask questions. Don't, ask, don't do anything. Is it your final masterpiece? I hope not because each day you can add to that masterpiece and expand it
1: wow you know you you, you educate me right now because um, when you talk about the women from ireland you know i didn't know anything about that that's that's definitely something that i did not learn in in high school or middle school junior high i did not learn that and and also how they're you know were less expensive than african-american women or they were far to really uh uh bred with the african-american like all that is new information to me i'm sitting here and i'm listening to you and i'm like hmm, i didn't know that i never even knew that you know um uh most people some people from ireland were even slaves that's not was not ever taught or even on my radar even even phantom thinking you know, when I think about slavery, I think about the African-American experience, or I think about the uh, the Jewish culture, what they went through, but nothing on the out of Ireland, and, and, you know, even when I find out about most Chinese people back in the day, you know, they had their situations Then the Indians, I learned yes, about those, mean. you know, but, um, you know, a lot of this, I'm sitting here, I'm so curious about it, I'm like, wow, that's, 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 you know, that's really heavy so you know I think that you know now that I'm getting a good look into the book synopsis and I'm actually talking to you about it that's you know you're opening my mind <laughs> once again you're opening my mind of you know learning and exploring and really really you know opening my world to different information and cultures and I wonder what it was like back then for even an Ireland uh, uh, culture as well. I, I'm pretty sure it's stressful, you know, and uh, it's just crazy, you know. So this this walk us through the world of the Roxberries right now. So how did it take? Oh, on. the Roxberries rock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Roxberries rock. <laughs> First of all, these are incredible people. What happens one day you're you think you're white in America at a time when white was supposed to be um the only quote quote unquote thing that counted and that's not true so you're white one day and the next day you find out you're a mixed breed and that brings your world to (laughs) what what are you trying to tell me i was not and now I i i mean i can't even function because there's nowhere to function. I've been stripped of all my rights by my mother uttering six words. And those six words made me a person at that time, they weren't called black, they were called Negroes. Um, That made me a Negro. That means I have no rights, I have nothing. And if anyone finds out, I'm going to be lynched or eh, sold into slavery. And you're saying, oh, my God, first of all, that's a lot to digest. Secondly, you're angry. Why didn't my parents tell me? They couldn't tell you because they had to protect you. So now we have this instant impact of, oh, I'm not what I thought I was. I am now a Duke, and I've got to get out of here in order to survive. So the Roxburys get on a boat, and of course, there's love between the sister and one of the top operatives they get on a boat, they get to England, and there is obviously a spy within the spies. And the Duke, the current Duke, which is our the son, is shot. And you're in this carriage speeding, trying to get to London, trying to save the current Duke. And you're sitting there, and one of the operatives looks down, and the women have their pistols out, primed and ready. They will shoot anything. And they're ready to go, and, and then you get, and then they look at you like, "Are you crazy? This is what we do. We protect our own." And they get to London, and they're rejected by a lot of the ton. And then there's some good friends that come to their rescue. And then there's more, there's more murder. And suddenly they find out they own another shipping company, which they knew, but they find out they're also in the business of opium smuggling, opium. And espionage. So you know you have all these people coming together, and there's spies within Whitehall. Um, there's there's the top head operative who is just a workaholic, and there's love that blooms. People who are open, especially the um, the daughters and and also the mother, they're open, but they meet opposition, but they don't let the opposition stop them. They find yeah. a way to get around it, and they now, find a way to get around it legally.
1: Right, right, right. Now, August, <laughs> I must say, mm-hmm. I watched the book trailer on YouTube. This need to be a movie. Have you thought about that?
2: I <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> any connections?
1: <laughs> I, I know. I know people, but this needs to be. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm watching the trailer, and I said, "Okay, this is like I'll see. I will watch. If this was a movie, I will watch it. I will watch it because I into stuff like that. I like those, and I love, you know, the the, the the whole concept of it. So, you know, this needs to be a movie. You need to really need to look into that."
2: Well, I thank you for that compliment. The important thing, the message of the book is, whoever you are, be it. But be it to the best of your ability. That's the real message of the book. I don't want to hear about, well, they wouldn't let me do it because. Fine, you found, you found the concrete wall, find the way to get through it. And um, people will do it to you. And we see it all the time. We see it, in, but we don't articulate it. We see it in women. They don't get the same salary as, salary as men. Why not? You're doing the same work. But I'm saying, you have to look at things and say, okay, I am who I am. This is my contribution to the world and myself. But I know who I am. And that's the other thing. piece of all this is knowing who you are. Never be ashamed of who you are. Always be who you are. I don't care if you're the poorest person on the block. That doesn't mean you have to be poor for the rest of your life. Nothing means anything it means what everything means is what you make of yourself go do it that's all it means and yeah we get in crazy situations nothing is perfect life is not perfect don't worry about it just keep pushing and doing the right thing and you'll get there that's all you can say to people and you love them and you watch them and we were talking earlier about my friend and I think about all the heartaches he's going through. He's an ER doctor at Kings County. He can't even go home or be close to his wife for fear of contamination. And he's pushing through and some of the hardest things he's done and this really bothers him, is that when he has to tell a young lady that his her girl his her boyfriend has left the face of the earth because his face was shot off. Now we gotta wow. stop that craziness. See, that's what makes the difference between animals and people. We've got to stop the difference and stop this craziness and move forward with the talent you have. Instead of spending it fighting, why don't you spend it painting a picture for me, even if it's laughed at by everyone else? They laughed at my book. They laughed at me because it was crazy. And I will tell you that I sent it out to a couple of publishers. I had to self-publish And they thought the story was very incredulous. It couldn't happen. And they didn't publish. They turned me down. They said it was very, but, you know, you can't do this. I can do whatever I want to. First, it's freedom of speech. Secondly, it's my story. And it's fiction. But it's based on historical fact. And that's what people don't want to believe. Well, what do you mean historical fact? As you said, they never taught me about Irish slaves. They never taught me about this. It's based on historical facts. Go so do your research. Uh, I've left some notes in the back of the book. You can read them. But the thing is this. you got to blaze the trail. And the blazing the trail may be just being the best person you can be. Just think of what a benefit that is to society.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a huge benefit. and I, I think um, you said something, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's historical and it's... And it's interwoven with fiction and i think that some people especially publishers who may read the synopsis of the book and sit down and talk with you they may be afraid to publish it because they may open some wounds for a lot of people you know and that fear kicks in but you know a lot of times you know you you have to pull back those those scabs and, and and say hey you know, I'm not trying to rewrite history, but this y'all y'all left out some very important pieces of history. Like you educated the listeners as well as myself about Ireland and, you know, all these different things, dupe them. Like I have no idea, like this never was anything that I experienced or listened to in my book. I heard my teacher talk about everything with just strict content. So, you know, I, I'm I'm listening to it now and I'm I'm reading the trailer. I'm listening to the trailer. You know, and I'm saying this needs to be a movie. This would be a great, great movie.
2: <laughs> you know, I should hang out with you more frequently because I love the compliments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, now you know, I want to say just one thing, and and it just think if they if your teachers had really taught the truth about slavery and the mixture of slavery and the different people and cultures, what would that have done? to the concept of slavery in this country?
1: Hmm. Oh, man. That's a good... explosive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think everything, I, you know, I graduated in 86, you know, so it was a different time era back then, you know. It's like whatever they taught us at school, we thought that's the way it was. But like I said, once I moved um, to New York, it was a whole different ball game because I was able to become friends with people from all all walks of life. You know, it's a melting pot. So it's like I was duped. I was, you know,
2: <laughs> I didn't know. And we all were, I think. <laughs>
1: you know, only thing I knew was Christianity. I didn't know anything about Buddha. You know, jihad. I you know, I didn't know anything about those things, man. I really I didn't know anything about uh, Jewish culture, um, Passover, you know, I didn't know any, Ramadan, I did not know. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, people looking at me like I had three heads. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know. And it was, it was, it wasn't my fault that I did not know. I just was not exposed. or was not taught. But, but, you, man, were I, but yeah, you were open.
2: Yeah, I was open. very
1: open um i was you know one thing i knew about was the bible and then um my brother at the time you know he, he talked about the, uh, the quran and i'm like what are you talking about you know and he's like man you got this and that changed my world all of it changed my world now i'm so open to everything i don't count nobody out i don't you know um i listen to everybody what they have to say you know and because there's something there okay so you, you know, you just educated me And, you know, you know I was like, man, I didn't even know that You know, so, yeah, definitely Once Once people start the same things That's going to stimulate my uh, My mind then now I'm open to it, you know I'm like, okay, that's uh, that's different, you know So, you have great reviews on the book I'm just going to read one here It says, The American Duke cross lines Twisted fate brings an exceptional Variation to historical romance. August J. Sterling not only has one of England's aristocrats born in North America, but he is also mixed blood with a slave. Ooh. You know, and um, (laughs) that's a... Okay, so... That was it. Yep. Yep. That was it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and there's so many people... I know a lot of people. I grew up with people... Um, who were lighter than I was and you know at the time in the 80s that was a popular thing you know to be light-skinned you know we we all did our bleaching and you know we tried different ways to have curly hair you know because we that was the thing and then all of a sudden that went out of style you know and um so it was just we learned to embrace our, our dark skin no more now we're we, ha- we are so mixed now all over the place everybody's mixed with something right about now you know that's and, true um, I mean, I don't care who you are. You mix or something, you know. And when I stayed in New York, I was like, I, I dated everybody because I was fascinated. I was young. And I was like, oh, I'm, she's she's Italian. You know, she's, she's, she's you know, I dated everybody. So I, was, I just wanted to know. And that's how I learned because I was, my, my father was that way. So, you know, I learned from him, staying with him, watching him. And, you know what I'm saying? So it's like now that I'm reading the synopsis of the book and I'm able to talk to you a little bit more about the book, now I have a better understanding of what the book is, who you are as an author, as a woman, you know, your history, your background, why you wrote the book. You know, it's very empowering, man, because, you know, some people, like we said, you, you hit that, you're back against the wall and, you know, with a health issue. And people, they only just stay stuck, and you did not. And you created a, a great um, book that I think is going—you know—go a lot of places, you know. And um, I mean, great job, you know. It's like definitely inspiring. You know?
2: Well, thank you. But one thing I would like to leave with your listeners is that you touched upon it. Just remember, everything is a pot of gold. Don't discount one thing. Everything is a pot of gold. It may be a not pleasant experience at the time, but there is a pot of gold when you look at it and assess, reassess, and say, okay, how do I move forward? And every person you meet is a pot of gold. You may not be the best friend with that person, but they also have something to offer, um, or they all the people have something to offer. So, never discount anything and look at it as a pot of gold.
1: That's amazing because I was just saying the other day when people were talking about, oh, this pandemic is going crazy. And I would say, yeah, but you have to look at the blessing in it. You got to look at the silver lining that it could present itself for you. You know, you got to take away the, the fair and all the news uh, propaganda and then look at it as how can it better serve you? how can you create something from this what is the blessing in it for you is it forcing you to uh, self-improve take personal inventory is it forcing you to be more productive in your personal your professional life is it forcing you to write that book that you said you was going to write or even start that business that you want to start even though you've been laid off from your job that you didn't like anyway you didn't like co-workers anyway so now you you got laid <laughs> off so, you know, <laughs> we're blessing
2: of it. <laughs> you <know? laughs> You're so funny. You're right. When people say, "I've, I've let off. yep, hey, you hate it going every morning. You got up and just, I hate going there. Now you have a chance to move forward. Now you really have a chance. But again, because of the boxes, we don't think like that. Oh,
1: the boxes, the boxes. Okay, so. Let's talk about the boxes, right, quick. Cause we got them, You got some time. Let's talk, okay? We're not on no time schedule. I think we got a few more minutes. Okay. Let's talk about the boxes. What people need to realize. Okay. So you go, you go, you go home. You're in a box. You watch TV. You're in a box. You know, you go in the refrigerator. You're in a box. Okay. You go to sleep. It's a box. You go. You go. Get in your car. It's a box. You go to your cubicle. It's a box. You're in boxes. Yeah, you in boxes. You have to find ways to liberate yourself out of the box. Now, the human species is the only species that is able to build a cage, put themselves in, lock the cage, and throw away the key species that does that they do it out of fear maybe they do it out of protection you know uh, whatever it is like you, you can get a big house and then you put a big old gate around your whole house like what are you what are you doing are you doing that to keep people out or are you doing it to keep yourself in it? you know what i'm saying the way how you look at it you know i think that once you come out of that box you're able to explore more possibilities and opportunities for yourself versus, you know, staying locked in. Um, most people want to start that business, but they're so focused on going to work at that cubicle or in that little office for major corporation. Don't get me wrong, that's your thing, go ahead, do it. But are you really happy? You know, maybe being an author like August J. Sterling might, you know, like say, I need to write this book. How fulfilling or rewarding you know, would that be for you? You know, what I'm saying that you actually got it. So, with that being said, August, what was the feeling like when you first got your published copy in your hand? Describe that feeling when you first got it. So, you know what? <laughs> what was that? Like? I got down on my knees
2: and said thank you. Number one, and then I cried. Then I called my sister who lives in Hilton Head, South Carolina,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and. I called my sister, and she said, I'm so proud of you. It took her uh, about six weeks before she read it, and I I didn't appreciate that. But it was that (laughs) other feeling. I did it. I don't care what anyone said. I don't care if anyone said I couldn't do it. I did it. And that is a major step. When you say, I did it, not to the world, but to yourself, I did it. That gives you permission to move forward to the next step in your life. You see, all these are little stepping stones. And like you said, one bit leads to another bit leads to another bit. I may be in that box and unhappy, but today, the only thing I can do to begin to break out of that box is do a self-assessment. What is it that I really want? And then I find out that at 12, I wanted to be a fashion designer. Well then, I think I ought to see if there's any spot left for that. Or whatever there is. I frequently say you go back to 12, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there might be a clue as to what made you really happy. And then you begin to break out of the box. But I don't know if we can, most of us can't just go and blast out of the box. We have to look at it, take our little steps, And realize, oh, gee, I was in that little box in the center. I've moved closer to the edge. And then when you get on the edge, that's when I find the biggest breakthroughs come. When you're a little uncomfortable and you're on that edge and you just take that leap. Let me tell you, that is probably the hardest, but the most productive thing to do. That leap.
1: And go do it. Yeah, that leap. It's the most terrifying for most people, okay? Oh, they yeah. They want to do it. <laughs> they want to jump, but they got the, oh, what if I don't land on my feet? Oh, what if this and what if that? And then they paralyze their decision. They don't, they never jump. So now they just well, the,
2: Right. And most, let's be very frank. You may not land on your feet the first time, nor the second. No, the third, but watch out for that fourth or fifth or sixth time. You land on your feet. You got it. You conquered it. Now let's keep going. But the wall can be very thick. And just think if you have no resources, you don't have any extra money, you don't have money, you don't have a real house to live in. How would you handle this if you really had no place to live? And your main concern was just getting a shower every day. You see, we have all of these things which are in front of us, and we have to find a way around them. And sometimes we can reach out for help, and help is there. And sometimes we can't. So we have to just say, okay, this is what I want to do. What is the game plan? I don't recall a football game without a game plan.
1: Right. Or a coach. That's right. So you
2: go in there and do it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny because right now with the power of the Internet, we have so many free unlimited resources that we can use to create a platform to develop ourselves, you know, and become, you know, uh, a, a author or a podcast um, uh, path host or whatever we want to do. Compared to 25, 30 years ago, when we didn't have all this stuff, when I when I was coming up as a young young lad, we didn't have Google, we didn't have the, all the YouTube stuff like that. We had to go to encyclopedias and search, you know. And I, you know, if 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 we would have had all this stuff back 30, 40 years ago, imagine. You know, so I think that people now, especially young adults, millennials, or even older adults, you know, you have an opportunity in front of you um, to reduce the fear of jumping just by, you know, talking to uh, individuals like you, you know, to say, hey, you know, I've done it, you know, I've done it, this is how I did it, this is why I did it. Most people don't understand Why? I think that most people don't understand their purpose. Um, They don't know what their purpose is. I think that their purpose... People' purposes actually finds them, you know, and um, I don't know. I think people have to do a lot of um, exploring internally and take personal inventory. But what I do know is that with COVID nineteen, it's rattling a lot of cages. People, it's it's forcing people to jump. You know, whereas yes. they didn't want to jump before, now <laughs> it's like you don't have a choice jump he <laughs> would, would swim jump and swim or you know you just, you're just just going to you know fall off right Stand there, there. You know? yeah. the so other I'm, thing
2: I'm, you mentioned the other thing you mentioned and I'm going to get this in quickly because I know we're out of time is age please I don't know why people look at age you can I read a story the other day of a hundred year old person beating the flu Age has nothing to do with your ability to work, unless you have some debilitating disease, okay? But we aren't talking about that. If you want to do it, don't let anything hold you back. And that's a constraint I've heard talking to older people, Well, I'm too old. Well, you aren't too old to breathe, so I guess you, you know, you can do something. So, but they stop. And then I see people, they retire, and they do nothing, and they start going downhill mentally which shuts off their body and everything else. So just do until you can't do anymore. Move yeah. forward, get on that edge, get on that ledge, whatever it is, when you need to jump, jump. If you don't land on your feet, all we're gonna do is applaud you for trying. Go out and do it again.
1: Yeah. At, at least you can say, at least I try. And I think that's another thing that um, paralyzed people because they, what if they fail? Or what if they succeed? People fear it's the, it's the common That's right. You know, people are <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, my God, what if I write this book? And it goes viral, and I sell, like, 100 million copies. Now I'm all over the place. How would I deal with that? And that scares people, you know? Go it's, on
2: a talk oh, show and, and laugh with Terrence. That's how. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have a exactly. team. That's what we do. That's, That's what right. we do.
1: That's what we do, and you know, and it, 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 you know, it's so crazy. You said something about age. I know people who are, you know, extremely fit. Uh, they have great cognitive awareness. They have great uh, capacity to think and evolve still um, at 75, 85, and, and one wow. of my friends, you know, she's 85. Uh, well, RA, rheumatoid arthritis, and you know she's in constant pain. But she's, like, I gotta keep moving. She said, "Getting older is for wiffies. It's not for the strong." <laughs> <laughs> and for, she's
2: right. She is yeah. right.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not for wiffies. She told me straight up. She's like, getting older is not for witties. If you're wiffy, you don't want to get old. Um, well, so that no,
2: that is so true, and. If we take this age out of our heads, and I mean really take the age out of your head, you do what you can do. You do all you can do. Are people going to have problems when they get older? Yes. That's just the nature of the body, the nature of the way this works. But does that prevent you from doing what you want to do? Many times, no. It's that psychological barrier that we put up saying, okay, I can't do this. I look silly doing that. Or I'd be absolutely crazy doing that well try going crazy it might help yeah just go for it
1: most people if you if you try to write a book if you try to leave that job you've been there that was paying you well and but you're not happy and you quit they're gonna call you crazy or quit <laughs> you know and uh, but you're not happy yeah so, you know uh but that's the, the
2: whole the thing happiness good get, get to the happiness from the inside out that's what people need to do get happy on the inside don't worry about what other people are thinking you should care less about that because that's just saying okay you're boosting my ego or making me feel badly doesn't matter happiness on the inside go for it quit trying and do you know well you tried it now do it again until you get it right that's all very simple Very complex, but very simple.
1: (laughs) 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 So you hear, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, this is the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast right here on Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, um, iTunes, Anchor. You know Spotify. You know we here, and um, I love bringing individuals on, like August J. Sterling. You know, oh, my God, what a great conversation from this lovely individual. I mean, she said a lot that really educated me and inspired me to keep going. She is the author of this amazing book, The American Duke, Cross Lines, Twisted Fate. Um, Google it. Go to Amazon. Pick it up. Go to YouTube. Look at the trailer for the book. Amazing trailer. This definitely needs to be a movie, okay? Wow. Okay, I'll say right now, <laughs> this this just be something that I look at. Okay, so if you like action, drama, suspense, you know espionage, you know gun tokens, women, you know drugs, <laughs> you know it has everything in there. <laughs> you know it has everything in there. You know, so you know, I love women that that's in movies that's toting pistols. Okay, something about that. You know, that <laughs> I'm like, oh, you see the gun she pulled out. You know, so, uh, so you know, I'm telling you, man. Um, August, you 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 share so much insightful nuggets. Is there anything else that you want to share that you think that may make an impact on the listeners and also? Tell everybody how they can find you, okay, whether it's your social media handles, websites, everything like that, and we close out.
2: Well, first of all, thank you for having me on your program. Secondly, please keep listening to programs like this, everyone. Open up your mind. Become tremendous people. Become who you are. Please, we're going to have a better world if you do that. And if we don't have a better world, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but we can make it better. Number, And then let me give you my website. That's the easiest way to reach me. They're still doing the social media handles, but those will be there along with the Kindle book, um, which is coming next week, I believe. But the website is um, augustjadesterling.com. That's A U G U S T, as in the month. J A D E, as in the stone. And Sterling, S T E R L I N G. Dot com. And that's where we are. I'll be glad to entertain your questions. um, Try to answer them. I don't have all the answers. I just love the book. I loved writing it, and I loved bringing people into the Roxbury's world. And I love letting people know, you can be whatever you want to be. And I don't care how high the mountain is, just keep climbing. Keep
1: climbing. You heard it,
2: you heard it. <laughs> so, uh, Karen?
1: Huh? Did you
2: want to be a singer next? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: that, that, that's my girlfriend. She, she does all the things. I need to put you all together so y'all gonna do something. Um, <laughs> I, when you said your name, you say August as the month and Jade as the stone. I'm I was born in August, okay. So it's like and and I like the stone Jade, the jade stone. So it's like, huh, hmm, there's something to her name, okay. So you got a, a great presence there, just talking to you, um, reading the synopsis of the book and you know, looking at the trailer. You know your willingness to um, continue learning. Self-improvement, even in the midst of you know growing older and everything that's going on, the ability to share uh, tips and wisdom to jump off that cliff—you need to make changes in your life because if you stay there, you're gonna you're gonna have a life full of regrets. You know, so I really appreciate that. You really lift my Saturday morning. I'm, you know, I'm I'm like, oh, okay, I got to finish my third book now. You know, I got to get it done. Yeah. So that it's inspiration for me you know it's very encouraging motivation motivational for me so i really appreciate you taking time out of your productive morning and uh I, what else can i say This 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 whole right quick for me okay so um august j sterling remember the american dude cross lines twisted fate okay you want to go look at this google it uh, go to her website AugustJadeSterling.com, dot com. Go to uh, YouTube, punch it up the American Duke, and see the trailer for the book. Read the synopsis of the book. And any of you movie producers out there who could be listening, uh, you know, interested in a, in a nice uh, a novel that you want to create a movie into. This is this would be heavy headed, but it's not for whiskeys now. you gotta go and you gotta be strong and get it done. <laughs> it's not for whiskeys, okay? So it's like if you want to make a movie, you know, don't don't listen to nobody say no. You shouldn't do this movie. You know, they they told Steven Spielberg not to put one of his first movies out and look what look what it did with him. But you can't listen to the no no no. You know that one yes is what you need, okay? So they told Tyler Perry. No, it's not good enough. He slept in his car for, for months, you know, nobody showed up to his stuff and now look what happened. So, you know, you never know what you're gonna create from your um your thoughts or your and 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 your intellectual property, okay? So, you know, put it out there, man. Put your material out there, put your books out there, put your movies out there. Write your memoirs, do your journals, whatever, whatever. Because, you know, you know, when you die, you want to leave something, somebody, your kids, grandkids can remember you by. I said, this is my grandmother. You know, she wrote this amazing book. She did this movie, you know, and she's a Jazz. You know, she, she graduated from school, you know. So you want to leave something that people that's going to um, remember you by. So, okay, so this is the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you, guys. And uh, my name is Terrence Hutchinson. If you want to be a guest. Uh, advertising, sponsor, you know, uh, product placement, you know, uh, commercials, just visit us. www.yourbestlifestyle.com. And I'll talk to you guys on the next time. Have a good weekend.
0: episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast is sponsored today by the book The American Duke Crossed Lines Twisted Fate Synopsis Passing as white in America and unbeknownst to her, a mixed-blood American falls in love with a British aristocrat. It is love at first sight. What follows are Illegal marriages Children a dukedom and murder. And add to that, England's top operatives, an eavesdropping right hand man, gun toting ladies, espionage, smuggling, additional murders, a friendly ghost, more secrets. A ton that is very upset about the possibility of the purity of the aristocracy being compromised. And like all good romance novels, there is love and steamy love scenes. Welcome to the world of the Roxberries as they take on the British elite during the Regency period. The ton as it has never been betrayed before and historical facts interwoven with fiction. The author August J. Sterling is allowed to live with her cat Sir Prince Charming in Minnesota. Like all good cats, he runs the house. While she is busy working away, he takes his daily naps in between thoughts of food. August Jade holds a graduate degree from the Maxwell School of Syracuse University. Where not writing or singing jazz, she creates programs for television. To find out more about the Roxberries, visit AugustJadeSterling.com That's AugustJadeSterling.com